You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein, and today I have with me James Priest. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for doing the show. So James is in London, correct? I am. <laughs> yes, you'll hear his yeah. beautiful accent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and so we're, this is just so fun that we, I was on James's show, now James is on my show, and it's just cool to just get, you know, these countries, like get your peeps to know about me and my peeps to know about you and for us to just talk about love, right? That's right. We did such a great show together before on my podcast. I've had some great feedback on that, all about the law of attraction and things like that. And it's been really popular. So I'm excited to be here and to talk to you about how things are in the UK, particularly when it comes to dating. I cannot wait to hear. Okay, so I'm going to read to you guys a little bit about James first, and then we'll get into some good questions and discussions. So James is one of the world's leading dating experts and dating coaches. He has been working in the industry for 15 years and is involved in a wide variety of different areas, such as personal dating coaching, online dating, singles events, and consulting for many dating companies. He is very experienced relationship expert and has helped tens of thousands of men and women find love, build confidence, and improve their relationships. He has clients all over the world and is the author of 15 best-selling dating books, including the Amazon number one bestseller online dating guide, I Will Make You Click. Okay, let's, I'm curious about that. Let's get into that. First, um, can you tell us about that book, I Will Make You Click? Sure. Well, I wrote the book a few years ago. It originally started out as my, when I was single, about my dating stories. And it was supposed to be a book about, if I was so good at my job, why was I still single? So it started out all sort of funny, weird experiences I had. But then I met my wife and the book changed direction. And it became a book about dating advice, how to find love online. And of course, now updated it to have dating apps as well. And it's been really, really popular, particularly here in the UK. And it reached number one. It reached number 50 of all the books on Amazon at one stage. And I'll be releasing a new version of that very soon. I was due to do that earlier this year, but lockdown happened over here. And <laughs> it got yeah, a bit on hold for a time. A little glitch. <laughs> yeah, you might, you might have heard of it. This thing called um, the coronavirus. <laughs> but, Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's a really uh, popular book that I've got. And I've written loads more on all different subjects. Mm. What would you say your favorite book to write was and your favorite book just in general that you've written? My favorite book is probably one that the other bought the other book morphed into, which is called The Dating Guru's Book of Funny Dating Stories. And that is the book that I originally started out to write. It's quite a short book, but it's about the weird and wonderful people that I met when I was single. <laughs> and about the girl that vomited across the table with red wine on me. And other stories like that. <laughs> People tell me that they enjoy that the most because it, it's quite a funny little book. Well, and, and, I was gonna say, and it's relatable because people, because if you have a lighthearted attitude about dating, it actually can be fun and you get some good stories out of it, right? That's right. I think dating should be fun. And not every date you go on is going to be successful, but at least you're going to have a funny story to tell people afterwards. So I think it's good to show that I haven't been single for 13 years, but Back in my day, I did quite a bit of dating and I've got some funny stories and now things have just 
taken off in terms of dating now. There's so many different apps and people are going on dates left, right and centre. So people can relate to it and know that I'm, I'm human <laughs> and I've had the same experience as they have once upon a time. Absolutely. Um, so do you want to tell us, before we get into some questions, can you tell us how did you get into what you do? Like tell us a little about your background and um, maybe just for fun, maybe like a success story or two. Sure. Well, I started this about 15 years ago and I used to be an actor and I enjoyed doing that. Lots of stage work and voiceovers and a little bit of television, but it didn't always pay a lot of money. So what I did is I helped out at singles parties. In fact, I gate crashed a singles party that a friend was working at. I put a t-shirt on because I was working there and took over, realized I was really good at using my actor skills to help people because it's all about confidence, body language, flirting, all these sort of skills. And I absolutely love doing this. And I've worked at quite a few companies doing that. And before long, I met my wife elsewhere. And I wasn't allowed to do any more dating and I wasn't allowed to, <laughs> to do that. So people started paying me at the events to teach them the same skills that I'd learned myself. And that was a long time ago. And since then, I've just grown my brand massively by working out all the different dating sites and dating apps that come along and working out how they work and how to hack them always and how to make them successful. And that's how it's always been. And I absolutely love doing this. I've got the best job in the world. I agree because I have the same one and I love it. <laughs> yes. Okay. So can you tell us maybe a dating story or two that was a success story for you? A client that came in and not in good shape and then you helped them. <laughs> I had that all the time, which is very lucky because I love to make a difference in people's lives. So somebody recently came to me maybe a couple of months ago and they said to me, James, I'm so sick and tired of going on to Tinder, going on to Bumble and not meeting the right sort of people. And I'm giving up on the whole process. What do I do now? And I helped her go onto a different dating site, wrote her profile for her, helped her have amazing pictures. And she thought, well, I'm still not quite believing this, she thought, but I know you're really good. I'm going to trust in the process. And she came back to me a couple of weeks ago and she's met somebody. And now she's head over heels in love. And now she's nervous that <laughs> things are going too well. And she's still coming to me, having sessions with me, making sure that the road is very smooth and things are going to keep going well. So I love that. And I've had that before. Um, lockdown as well people did the same thing and someone came back to me at the start of lockdown because someone I introduced them to two years ago they're still with them they just want to make sure that things are still going to go well and they want to make sure that this guy proposes to them how do they make sure this guy proposes so it's my part of my plan now to make sure he's doing that I think he's going on holiday with her very soon so watch this space that would be a great success story yeah I like that you're bringing up that people you know even though they're like in a better place that they're still going to you because the, the truth is that we are all human and none of us are perfect. And I think that it's great to be learning and growing forever in life. And it's good to have that support for the ongoing, your ongoing dating journey and then relationship journey. And then there's just always something to be supported on and to have the guidance and to be working on. Right. It's important. I think dating should never stop. People often get married and they stop dating. So they're not dating anymore. But dating carries on. You should have regular date nights. If you can't go out, then do something different. Get a takeaway. Do something different. Spice things up a little bit. Try different things. Go for a walk somewhere you haven't been before. But dating continues because relationships are a journey. And you're going to keep working together and keep growing. So it never stops. So I'm, I'm lucky I can help people do that. People that I've introduced, people that I've helped along the way. And it's good to have that support and have that relationship with them. So you and your wife are still dating. We do our best. 
We've got two little children. It's very difficult, but we do our best. I try and <laughs> I try and do what I can. So they go to sleep. You make the romantic dinner at home. <laughs> do the candy. I make all the romantic dinners. I do all that. <laughs> That's okay. another story. I cook all the meals. I make all the romantic dinners. I really? make them. I do them. I work all day and I do that because I enjoy doing it. I enjoy cooking. And awesome. it's just part of it. And she does plenty herself, but that's what I like doing. I like making new dishes and trying new recipes. Okay. So something that just sparked into my mind of something that we talked about on your show was, <laughs> and feel free if you, if you want to get into this, if you don't want to get into it. But so James had, this is inspirational for the viewers. James had a list before he met his wife. And I know that you help people with lists and, but not lists and maybe you're not going to get everything. So do you want to, would you tell us that story about this list that you had? I can do. And she can probably hear me speaking now. I've got a loud voice, but she knows about this. What it is, is I wrote a list down, which is the law of attraction list. I thought it was quite an important thing to do just to write down the things I wanted in my ideal partner. Now, these weren't ridiculous things. They were quite achievable and they were normal things. Some people make these lists and they put most ridiculous things down. They want a billionaire or they want someone who's a supermodel, which he probably is, but, <laughs> uh, but you could be realistic on these lists. And so I made this list out and I put it away. I filed it away. And then after meeting my wife, three weeks, no, three months it was into our relationship, she asked me about this list. I was told her about it. She found the list and she had 19 out of 20 things on this list that I wanted and I thought that was quite a magical process and it worked and I've been teaching my clients that ever since I'm not going to tell you what the 20th thing was that she didn't have because <laughs> it doesn't matter now it's irrelevant it was more about her being healthy and being fit than she is and she's a black belt kickboxer so it's important <laughs> it worked out quite well she did, she'll she had the 20th thing as well but it was a variation of that, that I won't go into but it's just a fun little thing it's very important if you're going to go into finding a new partner, that you have some idea about what you want. We discussed that before, didn't we, on my podcast. But I, I think it's also, yeah, it's also really important. I've, a big coaching question I ask people is, what makes you dateable? What is so special about you? What's on your list? Because if you don't know, I ask all my clients this, and they go, well, I don't know, I'm kind, I'm, I'm fun, and they can't think about what makes them so special. You have to know that. If you don't know what your USPs are and why you're dateable, how is someone else going to know that? So you probably need two lists. One for who you are, what you have to offer, and one for what you want. You I love it. I 100% agree because our outside experiences are a reflection of our inner reality. So because yeah. of the law of attraction, we want to be able to manifest what is our authentic self or else mm -hmm. you're going to manifest the wrong person. Exactly. You've got to know who you really are and not just writing down things that you think people want to think you are. But who are you? What makes you happy? What are your values? What's important to you? And just write them down. Then you can attract somebody based on this and you attract the right sort of person. Exactly. Because the truth is you could get married to anybody. You could have a relationship with anybody, but it's about finding the right person for you. It is. It's the person. It's the person. So, and yeah. Do you, this is, this is um, not off topic, but nothing, nothing that we were prepared to talk about. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Curious. Curious. <laughs> yes. Don't worry, it's not like a it's not like about your personal. Um, although feel free to talk about it. Do you what is your view on soulmates? 
And what is your definition of a soulmate? And do you think that there is one person for you? Somebody asked me this on my show the other day. And so um, curious what you think. It's an excellent question. I've actually thought about writing a book on the whole subject of soulmates. It's something I will be doing at some point. So I will be asking everyone I speak to the same questions. So I've got to have my own answers, which I have thought about. Now, a soulmate is somebody that you have at that particular moment in your life who is there to support you on the adventure. Now you can have more than one soulmate, but you can choose to stay with one if you choose to be faithful, to be committed to that one person. And that person grows with you and then becomes more of a soulmate. The soulmates aren't necessarily some magical thing that you're gonna find. You, there's more than one person out there for everybody. Because what happens if you're with someone and they die? You think, well, I'm never gonna meet someone again. That was your soulmate at that particular time. So soulmate to someone that you grow through life with, someone that you see the challenges with and you both support each other and then you become the soulmate. It's not always an instant thing, but I do think there is some element of fate involved and you will find someone that you're meant to find as long as you take action in the right positive steps to do that. How is so, that? <laughs> yes, that is, that is beautiful. And what you're talking, when you brought up the when someone dies thing, it just made me think about how I've experienced this. I've had clients of experiences, not the death thing, but I remember when I was younger and I was so in love with this guy and then it didn't work out. I'd be like, I'm never going to feel this again. And then you, you do, you feel like I met another guy eventually, not the day after, you know? And so I like your explanation of it that, okay, but when someone dies, then what? And I believe that I personally believe that everything's all planned out. And so if someone is supposed to die, then, and you are supposed to meet somebody else, then, then that, that is what is supposed to happen. Yeah. When I say someone's died, it's not just someone dying in reality. It could be a death of a relationship. It could be the end of one. Maybe a sudden, something happens. You think, well, that was my soulmate. I'm never going to meet anyone again, but, but they cheated on me. Or that was my soulmate, but they have to go away and you go to part of the world. Or they lost interest in me. Mm -hmm. It just means that there's more than one soulmate because they become so over time. And because people will be married, don't they, as well? They remarry at the time if someone dies. They can, I mean, my grandma is 100, her husband was 102 when he died, second husband. Oh. And, I, I th and I think about this thing, well, if she's got a soulmate, was it her first husband or the second one? And the simple answer is both of them were her soulmates because life goes on. She wasn't with them at the same time, but at one point in time, that was her soulmate. And then the right person came along into her life, and that was the second part of her life. She had the second soulmate. So that can work. I remember years ago, an old roommate of mine, this is like right out of college, a few years out of 2003 or something like that too, a long time ago. Um, and she was living in New York. She was in love with her boyfriend, in love and love and love. They had been dating since college. And she moved to LA. Years later, I moved to LA. I ran into her at an event. And she was, she was married. And I was, I just... I was so curious, you know, my detective, love detective person. I'm just like, do you love him as much as you loved Eric? Because to me, it, it felt like she would never get over him. How would she find him? And she said she loves her husband just as much, but in a different way. And I thought that that was so beautiful because you can, our, our feelings and our, the energy that we have with somebody else, it's always going to be different in every relationship. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, but you can't. You love people different ways because you have different life, different routines, different habits, different adventures. 
And people always come to me and they say, well, I've got a broken heart. I just had my heart broken. I'm never going to meet someone again. What do I do? And the only way to get over somebody is to meet someone else and then start having new memories, new adventures with a new person. And then you're not going to forget the first person, but you realise it wasn't important. It's made you who you are to that point. And now you're an improved version of that person. And you can have a better, healthier relationship with the new person. And everyone does. Everyone does meet somebody else. They do get over it. But you have to be in the right state of mind. This is not easy if you're going through a breakup. Because, again, it is like a death. You're going through grief. You're going through the pain process. And you come to blame yourself and not know what's going on. But it's a temporary phase. And you will meet somebody else. Especially now, during lockdown, which is actually an amazing time to meet people. Yeah, well, now is the time to form these deep connections when it's not as easy to meet up right away. And so, I mean, I think it's a positive thing instead of just rushing into meeting right away and then starting something and getting intimate right away. This is about taking a little time to really get to know each other. There's nothing wrong with that. It's very refreshing, right? It is. It's on a much deeper level now. You can't really have hookups in the same way we're doing before. So you've got to get to know somebody. You've got no choice. You have to go back to the old school techniques, actually speaking on the telephone or video dating, which is the same version of that. People yeah. weren't doing that. They were going straight from dating apps to WhatsApp to meeting. And that doesn't really work. There's no connection. There's, everyone will flake on you and cancel the last minute. If you speak to someone, have a deeper conversation, they're going to meet you and be more excited. You have to get them interested. So I do believe that lockdown has been amazing. My busiest times in 15 years, and for most dating coaches as well, I think you probably say the same thing. And, 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 and dating agencies are really busy. The good ones are, anyway. The bad ones just gave up at the start and said, well, we're not going to bother. Everyone goes on halt. But the, everyone that's, <laughs> that does happen. But I think everyone that's embraced it is realising that people are much more serious because no one wants to be on their own. They've had a chance to reflect on this. But having said that, there's a lot of breakups that have happened as well due to this. People have realised that they don't want to be together anymore and they've been forced together. And do you know what? That's probably a good thing. They've realized that now. They're free to go meet somebody else, someone happier. Yeah. Um, someone was on this radio show I was on the other day. We were talking about, um, I think someone called in and was asking about, so people are getting divorced because of coronavirus. And I, and I said, no, nobody's getting divorced because of coronavirus. The issues were there before and they've come to light. Thank you. You know, if two people are not supposed to be together, maybe it was a push you know, to have things come up to the surface and to be honest and to move on. But no one is getting divorced because of coronavirus. No, it's the catalyst. It's, it's what's happened. It's, it's made them realise now is a good time <laughs> to end it because it made them think, think, do you know what? We weren't happy. Let's do a reset. People have reset, they've rebooted, they've reflected. So people now are even stronger than they were before and they're more grateful for things they've got in their life. I definitely am more appreciative and think, do you know what? I'm so happy to have my family around me. I'm happy that I can do my job by Zoom. Yeah. I've been doing this talk to people around the world anyway by, by Skype. But Zoom's an improvement on that. It's easier. People are more used to it. And the best thing is it's trained people to use Zoom so people are much more open to having dating coaching by doing this. They're not afraid of it anymore. Yeah. So it's a great time. I think as time goes by, people have realised that let's all look after each other a little bit more. Let's all see how our neighbours are doing and just be a bit more grateful, a bit more appreciative and a bit more polite. And that's what I teach people anyway. Old-fashioned manners. Yeah, and like you're saying, I feel like people are connecting more in general with their friends and family yeah. because, of, because of this. And so lots of connecting going on. Um, and one thing I just wanted to say, you were talking about the companies that 
kind of shut down. They're like, oh, coronavirus shut down. Don't put a hold on love. Don't just, there's no hold on love. Love will keep going on no matter what. Absolutely, okay. yeah. So some questions for you. Yes. Um, you wanted to talk about the perfect first date. And I would love to hear what you have to say about that. And then what mindset techniques do you recommend? Let's talk about those two things. That should be. Sure. Okay. Well, people always ask me, so what should we do on a first date? Should we go for coffee? Should we go for dinner? No, <laughs> not really. I'm talking about normal dating in, in the real world, non-corona times. The best thing to do is to go for some drinks. Just go somewhere where you've got atmosphere going on and skip it for an hour and a half, two hours maximum, because you can always see them again if you like them. Yeah. Leave them wanting more. A lot of this chemistry people talk about, there's no chemistry. That happens between the dates. That's when you're missing them. That's when you're thinking about seeing them again. What's going to happen next? How are you going to get on with their family? And things like that. So give them a chance. But you look back on your first date and think five years from now when you're married, think, well, remember our first date when we sat in that coffee shop? Which coffee shop? What happened? There's no memories. Go somewhere nice that's going to be memorable. Some nice music maybe or a nice decor. Somewhere not too, not too noisy where you can have a conversation. And tell them that you're really busy, but you love to make time with them just for a quick drink. And then if you don't like them, you've got an escape plan already built into this. You can get away without being rude. And if you do like them, always have one more drink or see them again the week later. That's what I recommend. But keep it friendly. Remember, everyone's going to be nervous on a first date. No one wants to be judged or rejected. Just be nice. And I think my advice is to be conscious of them, make sure that they're happy and they're feeling safe and they're feeling that they really want to speak to you. And therefore, there's no time to be self-conscious and to worry about that. So enjoy it. Have some fun. Dating's supposed to be fun. Well, I like that you said that it doesn't need to be the longest date in the world because I always say that you need to be selfish. Like if for some reason, like this is if you're not into it, if for some reason you're not into it, then I got to go. I'm sorry. I have to get up early in the morning. You don't wait there for two hours. And then also I love what you're saying about that, you know, leave them wanting more. You know, it's better to make it a little short and sweet than to have it go on and on and on. So love what you're saying about that. And yes, fun. And being present in the moment, you know, like not worrying so much. Does he like me? Does my my hair look okay? You know, focus more on I'm just going to be here now. And how do I feel? How do I feel about him? Exactly. Just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the person in front of you, not about what's happening around you. Just think about that one person, make them feel good, they make them feel important, pay them some compliments. And I always advise people to leave people in better condition than when you found them. If you can make them feel good, make them feel more positive before you leave, that's a very, very good thing to do. Because the world definitely needs more love right now. Yes, and love does not go on hold, remember that? <laughs> love does not go on hold. No hold on That's love. the name of my new book, I think. <laughs> no, love doesn't stop, it's ongoing. Yeah. Um, Okay, and so finally, what mindset, what mindset techniques do you recommend? When it comes to dating, I think the first thing to do is to do a little visualization in your head for about five minutes before you even leave your, your house. Thinking about the date going really, really well, expecting things to happen, have a lovely time, greeting them right, right through to the end, maybe a little kiss on the cheek at the end, and having a laugh, having a joke. Imagine that in advance, because the brain cannot tell the difference between real and imagined events. So by doing that, you're going to feel so much more positive and really happy. And that's the best thing you can do when it comes to this. And uh, that's a great little mindset technique that I recommend to all my clients. Yeah, you're visualizing what you want to manifest. 
Exactly. Which works, isn't it? Question about it does. Kiss. So personally, I am a fan of the kiss on the first date. You apparently aren't. You're not a fan of the kiss kiss on the first date? I used to be. No. <laughs> I used to be a long time ago. But I, I think what happens now, a peck on the lips at the end is good. Because you start the date off the way you want it to be. Because many people do a handshake. Maybe not right now. Maybe it's an elbow touch. But they, <laughs> they, they, do, they do a handshake or they say, nice to meet you. That's not, a, that's a business meeting. That's friends catching up. Start the way off and end it in the way you want to be. If you keep your kiss on the lips, if I let you do that, you know you're going to get a second date. And I think, don't go for full-blown snog at the end of it, but go for a little peg, it's absolutely fine. If you built yourself up to that stage, if the attraction and the comfort is there, go for it. If you haven't even flirted with them and you're going for it, that's going to scare them off. So <laughs> only do it if you're getting the signals from them that it's safe. Yeah, if you're vibing. <laughs> yes. Um, Okay, James, what do you think the future of dating looks like? Future of dating? Well, like I said, I think it's a really positive time. People are much more open. There'd be more video dating. What I think people will be more open to, to long-distance dating now as well. Because mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're in lockdown or you're, you can't go to work, or you're working from home, it doesn't matter where you are. You can meet people anywhere in the world if you want to. And you can connect with them, get to know them. You're going to fall in love. It doesn't matter if they're 10 foot in front of you or 10 miles away or 10 cities away, it doesn't really matter. So people are much more open to this and that means it brings people together. So it's a more hopeful time. Singles events probably not gonna be as popular right now because who wants to go into a room and be two feet away from, two meters away from each other? It doesn't work that way. With a mask. With a mask, exactly. I've got my mask here just in case. So people are looking to make their own opportunities and have more parties themselves. So people will ask their friends to throw more barbecues, maybe, garden parties and it's going to be more social you invite your neighbors a lot your neighbors might know something so it's a really good time the future is good right now it might not always seem that way but i think we're rebooting our lives so embrace it and do the best you can yeah and i hope that people during this time have taken the time to slow down take the time to look inside to get clear on what they want so that when things do get back to normal they are completely ready to i mean or they've done the work and then they've started something during this time, whatever is meant to yes. be for them, but they, they really just embrace this time of the slowing down. And cause I think the problem before this was that just running around from date to date, to date to date to date, and you don't even have a chance to just process and focus and get clear on what you want and, and who you are. Like we were talking about before. Yeah. Dating people for the sake of it. That's what people have been doing. People will be a bit lonely. You're going to go on a date. I don't really like them, but I'll go and meet them anyway. They get sat down for four hours, can't escape, and then they feel resentful when they feel annoyed afterwards. But now, people are only going to date people that they've really spoken to and they're invested time in and then they want to meet, which means we have a higher quality of match and higher quality of connections, which means we have a more long-term, successful, happy relationship. If you get to know them properly, rather than just rushing into something just for the sake of it, rather than swinging from tree to tree, just because <laughs> from person to person, because you don't want to be on your own, People have been on their own. Well, I'm happy on my own. I'm comfortable as I am. I'm enough. But like you said, hopefully they've done the work now. They've realised what they really want. And if people have done nothing, so what? It doesn't really matter. It's the chance to do that. No one was expecting this. No one is forcing you to do anything. There's no reason to read 10 books a day or to just write essays about yourself. But if you want to have some fun, do it now. Today's the best place to start. Yes. No better time than the present. And don't put love on hold. Okay. So can you feel free to plug away 
anything you've got going on, any books you want to plug, um, how people can find you and contact you, etc. Go ahead. Sure. Well, my biggest thing at the moment is, of course, my Love Machine podcast, which you came on. You were wonderful on there. And I've got about 20 episodes on there at the moment, and I'm released one every single week. That's called the Love Machine podcast, available on iTunes and all other podcast providers. But if you go on iTunes, please leave me a good review on there because it really helps. And if you need to find me for some personal coaching or some advice about what to do to meet a better quality match, you can find me from my website, which is jamespreece.com. That's P-R-E-E-C-E.com. Wonderful. And as always, everybody can reach me at therelationshipexpert.com. So James, it was so lovely to talk to you today. Thank you for joining us. And I know it's later there, so I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I really, really enjoyed doing this with you again. <laughs> again, yes. Again. Okay, thank you everybody for joining us on Love Talk Live and we'll see you next week. Have a- You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.